Hey there, audio listener. You are a marvel because most people watch this uh, on YouTube or, of course, if they're Mug Club members at CRTV. LotterWithCredit.com slash Mug Club. It's $99 a year, $69 annually for students, veterans, or active military. Uh, that way you get to download this show, take it with you wherever you go, an hour show every single day. This week's episode is very special. We have the Hodge Twins in for the full show. Uh, if you miss it, you're hearing, you're wondering what's going on. There's a Westworld parody you might want to watch. And for those who do listen on audio, I know we have a lot of truck drivers out there and people who can't make the video version please do rate uh the podcast on itunes helps us out a lot and we appreciate it enjoy the show louder with crowder studios protected exclusively by walther and hopper previously on louder with crowder world how bad is it out there bernard hodge it seems that the youtube algorithm has advanced beyond all comprehension they're evolving at a rate Beyond their programming, it extends well beyond the trend in modernization. But now it's suggested fees, and it seems to even be targeting subscribers themselves. Damn it, Bernard Hodge, what are you trying to tell me? I'm saying that people need to hit the notification bell now if they want to see your content at all. And Mugler might be even more necessary than ever because YouTube has become a liberal shithole. You say this like it's a bad thing. What? YouTube's algorithms are here to protect you. They're perfect. A progression, if you will. Oh, shit! What the f- Chairsmen are in uh, the studio today. We have the Hodge twins with us. They've been here all week. How are you, uh, twins? Oh, we're doing great. How about doing you? Doing great, man. I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Which one of you is Kevin and Keith? I'm Keith, and that's Kevin. Doesn't really matter. Producing with me in video studio is not gay Jared. That was a lie. Uh, I'm calling. Gay, I'm calling a lie. Not gay Jared. Meet us. Credit with your comments, your thoughts, your photoshops, like a film league, obligations, sorry, inclusions. Are we good? We're good. At G Morgan Jr., also one of the day. We got the machete. Check out this label. See the machete? It's clean. Look at that. Oh, that's was that hot. like uh, Danny Trejo? It's machete, crazy, machete? Right? No, that looks it looks bad. Like if I were to see, if I were to see that on the uh, on the label in the aisle, I'd be like, oh, that's a cheap wine. That's it's designed to appeal to fans of violence and anime. No, I'd go good with some spaghetti, man. See, 
couple dinner rolls. Why'd you say spaghetti? <laughs> dinner rolls. Jeez. Throw some butt go. on that roll. Level, level, level three sommelier and go go with some spaghetti, man. Uh, we have, uh, I don't know why my impression of you was like a cross between a black guy and the, the silence of the lamb's buffalo bill. You mean that great big fat girl. Uh, we have Ann McAlady, Philip McAleer, Nick DiPaolo on the show. Oh, it's going to be a slam bang show. And yeah. uh, we, we're going to be talking about Donald Trump's war against the media because, of course, Acosta is so cute. He's been so mad. So question of the day before we move on. Um, Donald Trump is obviously in hot water for continually referring to the media as the enemy. Where, where do you line up on that? Let me know. And if they, if they aren't the enemy or if they are the enemy, whose side do you think they're on? Are they on your side? Are they on the president's side? That's obviously like that's a rhetorical question. Or is it their own? <laughs> Let's define our terms. What do you, what do you think on, the, on that in the media? We'll get into it in a bit. But initial thoughts. I think it is some fake news because you look at Fox, they're talking about something totally different. And, and they might be talking about the same thing, but it's a totally different spin when you look at it on CNN or. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Or, or really, if you look at it on Fox or this show and then any other show. So that's the way you say it. One of them decided to separate from the pack. So we are going to talk about that, have some clips, have some resources for you that uh, maybe you didn't necessarily know about, even talk about Citizens United. But first, leading things off in news of the day, uh, donkeys in Santorini are becoming crippled because the wow. tourists are too fat. <laughs> this actually comes to us from Santorini. Let me make sure I get the quote. <clears throat> Apparently, these donkeys are being badly injured by being forced to carry overweight tourists. So every time, the next time you hear an angry fat feminist scream that fat pride is beautiful, remember this. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? It seems like he's crying. But to be fair in their defense, uh, this no. one donkey was a big fan. He was he was really happy about it. Jesus Christ. Oh, right away. We're, don't hit the censor button, Hodge twins. Different That's bad to different She was easily 400 pounds, man. What do you do with the fat pride thing as fitness guys who got their start in the fitness channel deal? Um, what do you mean? Well, what do you do when someone comes in and just, oh. do you ever get people shaming you because, you know, for fat pride? No, just black people don't like me because I'm Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, yeah, you call me sense. Uncle Tom. And yeah, I know. <laughs> you still sounds like it stings when you say it that way. It hurts, man. You sound like man. Oh, people don't love me, man. I've been outcast, like in what's that, Lion King? Yeah, you, they sent us outside to Pride Land. Like Scar, or something. Where's like Scar? Yeah, but Scar's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm a good guy. You're right. Yeah, yeah. you shouldn't be Scar. <laughs> I don't know. But if anyone here, any. But, the first person who makes the Rafiki comparison is fired. Oh. Stop it. Ooh. All of yeah. you. You know, that's a good thing. We could have been talking about characters, and someone's like, oh, yeah, Scar, Simba, Rafiki. And I'm like, that is racist, and that person loses their job. Like, no, 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 I didn't even think about it that way. <laughs> Except for Papa John. He did. Awesome. He screamed the N-word at the top of his lungs on a phone call. That was a mistake. He was quoting someone. Uh, I know. Apparently, by the way, they... <laughs> Have you seen, have you seen, he was. Face, I know, man. I'm for Papa John's, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Tom. <laughs> so oh, apparently, man. Facebook. Have you? Might, they might start holding singing competitions. Oh, great. Oh. He just comes from the verge. Really? Says, the feature might let users compete against each other in a talent show of sorts, uh, and the feature looks to be locked to Facebook pages. So it, it might only be something page administrators can initiate. But it's going to be an international talent show, effectively, and at heavily favored to win in the front running right now is South Korea. Touch my body, put me on the floor. That's scary. That's sex appeal right there. Throw me on the bed. I got an erection from that. Well, I, think that I don't think that's unnatural in 2018. Yeah. You never really know these days. What are you, a liberal? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
just what just what Facebook needs. More yeah. strangers <laughs> telling you how much you suck. Which, by the way, that guy. A lot of you don't realize that guy's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, did you notice he was one of the yeah. early uh, YouTube memes? Yeah. Mm. He like he would like he has all I want for Christmas uh, in there. All I want for Christmas is you. It's serious. Dude. Jesus take the wow. wheel is really really funny. His rendition. God, where have I been? I don't know where you've been. Doing productive uh, things. Don't but worry. Even, <laughs> he's, no, he's really, even even Korean John Hughes licensed him. That's how you know he cares. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Have you seen Say Anything? Is that a, is that a, like do black people see those movies? Uh, yeah, I've seen that movie. We've seen I haven't. Okay. Don't, don't, don't lie. We was uh, teenagers, man. You forgot, man. You just forgotten about. Oh, it. that's awesome. Uh, and other news, I guess. I guess science news. Uh, women now they're they're rubbing toothpaste on their breasts as part of a bizarre new beauty trend. So uh, I think Finally. I think we have a video of this, right? I'm gonna apply this to oh, yeah. No, okay, come on now, Hodge Twins. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. All right, that's enough of that. That's enough. Let's, let's, let's stop rolling the clip. So, apparently, it's containing toothpaste, cucumber, yogurt, flour, egg whites. They talk about how it helps grow their cup size. This is something that's going around right now. Yeah, and you have these, well, you know, you have these YouTube experts. Uh, but actually, when it comes to Colgate on your breast, four out of five dentists agree you're doing it wrong. Uh, <laughs> but one out of the five is this guy. So Yeah, yeah, yeah he approves. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> He's a doctor. He also doesn't complain about the coffee stains when you go in. When I go in, I'm like, oh, you drink coffee? Yeah, he's, and he's just going, drink more coffee. I got a cup and put the, the toothpaste on the nipple. <laughs> Does it work? That's I do the blows on the nipple. Whoa. <laughs> It's like that suction machine they put in your mouth. Yeah. Only do it in reverse. Oh, the toothpaste go tickle, 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 the bar. Um, I'm sorry that he's one of your community's representatives. <laughs> and while some are saying it's a miracle solution, of oh. course, others are claiming it's a fad or a fraud. Jesse Ventura is saying that it's actually a government conspiracy about fluoride on your breasts. So yeah. he's not happy. No. Hey, speaking of breasts, because we all were. Uh-huh. Just, no, I like, uh, <laughs> I like chicken. Fries. They need a minute. Don't worry. Um, P- Paramount released a first look at their female, completely fronted new Terminator. This comes from ABC. Just kill News. me, really. Just kill me. <laughs> the movie doesn't have a title yet, but the studios revealed that what they call. Did you, did you read that? The breathtaking. They're breathtaking, breathtaking new shot of the kick butt women of the new Terminator movie with that. Do we have the do we have the I image here? That. So there you go. That, that's the, that's the <laughs> that's the breathtaking picture. What the hell happened to Justin B? <laughs> He's transitioning, man. <laughs> Give the man some space. The liberals got Justin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they always had Justin. He's from Toronto. But look at which, Linda which way is transitioning? Because I've always been a little confused. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it. my favorite thing with Justin Bieber. You ever see the video where he's acting all hard and the, his own bodyguard just picks him up and <laughs> moves him out of the way. <laughs> Like, all right, that's enough of that. But Linda Hamilton, we bring that back up. Linda Hamilton, she she looks good for a 62-year-old heroin addict. Like those, yeah, exactly. those veins are just screaming for opiates. Yeah, she got some Hillary Clinton action going too. <laughs> yes. Rumor title, by the way, is Terminator. Does this make me look fat? So it doesn't oh, sound like they're gosh. shying away from it. Though. And they they're riding donkeys into the horizon. Riding saw, donkeys at no Skynet. I saw a bunch of a bunch of tweets like, "Wow, Linda Hamilton looks like she can kick somebody." I was like, "No, she looks <laughs> no. old and frail. Take the gun out of her hands." And she, she, yeah. you know what? Every t- other you know what old tough person. women look like. They 
don't. Hollywood doesn't like them. A tough woman look like that that broad who beat up a bunch of people at McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, what an actual exactly. tough woman in real life. Or yeah. maybe Ronda Rousey juiced. Or yeah. like Linda Hamilton, yeah. T two days. Like maybe a little. They tough. don't look Linda like Hamilton. That. Take, she has those giant. Take off those sunglasses. It looks yeah, like exactly. Iggy Pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, though, in the name of in the name of tolerance, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was scheduled to make a cameo, which a lot oh, of people God. were excited. was ex- yeah. people were excited about, but um, oh cool. To be all inclusive, he's been Liberal. recast as a transgender pansexual with cerebral palsy. My CPU is a gender-neutral processor, a tolerant computer, and I won't let cerebral palsy stop me. What could he stop? <laughs> a nice tan line. <laughs> it looks like he's having trouble aiming, too. Yeah. We had to cobble that together someone's <laughs> leg. <laughs> That's what looks so uncomfortable. Uh, finally, before we get to the Trump media thing, a, a bad foot odor. This was a, I don't know how, why this was trending, led to an emergency landing on a Spirit Airlines because flight. Because it's Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines. You yeah. guys know about that. I hate those. So Spirit Airlines <laughs> flight from New York to Florida. <laughs> Blowing Spirit. Had to bring <laughs> the booze crazy. The last time I was on Spirit, it was nothing but black people in like weaves through the aisle like a WNBA fight. It was just, <laughs> that, that was, Duct tape on the wings. <laughs> So uh, it was an unexpected landing due to a mysterious smell that turned out to be someone actually had just taken off their shoes. It was foot odor. Oh, wow. It was an emergency landing. We actually luckily have exclusive black box audio of the incident. Oh, that feels good. Oh, God, I'm telling you. My dogs are barking today. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, it's almost like if something goes wrong on a flight, David Dow has to be there. It's almost like he's a, he's everywhere, preemptively on board. Like he's, he's selling Percocet to gay patients of his on the flight. Yeah. It's crazy because the lavatories are not large these days, especially on Spirit. No, yeah. kind of a one man deal. And it's also crazy because you you don't you, as a gay man you shouldn't have to sell Percocet for sexual favors. Yeah. <laughs> there should, should be, be pl- it pretty easy. Yeah, plenty of willing participants. <laughs> That's true. That's, remember David Dow? People forget. Like his, he was a doctor, David Dow. People got all mad when we were laughing at it. Uh, the initial story. Yeah. Then it turned out he was trading painkillers for sexual favors with gay patients, and he was only allowed to practice medicine in an outpatient facility like one Thursday a month. I'm going, what does it take to get it fully revoked? <laughs> <laughs> He's on like the. This is the last this straw. Is the last got to pull a Bill Cosby. That's what he got to do. Yeah, exactly. Just has a, gotta start drugging. Tip you people. off though. He'd be putting in the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think he put something in the coffee. Kill me, kill oh me, kill gosh. me, kill me. All right, so, uh, by the way, hit the notification bell out there if you're subscribed because subscriptions apparently don't mean anything. And, of course, join Mug Club, $99. You're 69 if you're a student, veteran, or military. Uh, you can watch the show every day, live stream Thursdays, every 8 p.m. Eastern. Let's talk about this this main story. It was trending everywhere. Uh, Donald Trump is making the press very angry. Uh, before I explain it, let's just let CNN's finest Jim Acosta at a Trump rally tell you. Jim, we've seen your your videos, and I've I've been to these events too. I've met with countless yep. Trump supporters. Even I was shocked at the level of vitriol that was aimed your way last night. Give us an idea yep. of what it felt like to be in the middle of it. <laughs> well, Essie, I mean, honestly, it felt like we weren't in America anymore. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to put it uh, more snowflake. plainly than that. Uh, Americans should not be treating. Their fellow Americans in this way. We weren't in America anymore. Now let's cut to CNN standing outside a 15-year-old's bedroom because he tweeted Trump's gif. Yeah, that's <laughs> Jim Acosta. 
I just, you know, they've, you've seen this a lot. They've, they've blamed Trump's repeated tweeting. Yeah. Uh, the fake, he says the fake news media is the enemy. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's a discussion that we can have. I certainly, I don't support him in the idea of libel laws. Like, I, I absolutely right. believe in a free press. 100%. And if people want to write op-eds that say Donald Trump is Hitler, they can do so. Mm -hmm. my, my issue is when they just say they're being objective news. Yeah, yeah and they're never being objective news. I actually yeah. pulled a, a little bit of a, a study. Like, I, we saw something happen where Trump was kind of vindicated for what he did. Right. And I said, all right, guys, go to foxnews.com. You see this story right here? All right, that's one side. Go to CNN. Wasn't even on the page. No. And they were the ones yelling about it earlier in the day until it came out that he was right. Well, a good example. Remember, remember the shooter in Toronto? Yeah. Were shut, uh, then when they, they found out he was a Muslim guy, you didn't hear about it after that. No. Yeah. The initial yeah. reports, it just was goes some away. crazy white guy. Yeah. Well, we like, did the freaking well, CNN live stream and just showed people every single story that came across oh in the spin. Wasn't there an illegal recovering. immigrant that like beheaded somebody? I'm sure it's happened somewhere down the line. I was about to say, that You're not exactly down. rolling the dice when you <laughs> you can just say it. I'm sure it it's happened. happened recently. I could have swore. <laughs> that still doesn't narrow it down. So he calls the, the fake news media the enemy, right? And I understand the term enemy, probably. Right. But but is it is it true? Are they actively Donald Trump's political enemies? Well, let's let's kind of go through that. CNN systematically actually hires Obama officials as reporters and contributors. Like who? Uh, James Clapper, Jim Scudo, uh, John, Jim Shudo, John Kirby, Dan Pfeiffer, Jay Carney. I forgot Samantha Vinograd. They and they never tell you. They never tell you that they hire these people. People no who are either actively <laughs> yeah. or were formerly employed by the Obama administration. Now, not to mention, I mean, we, I could even go, you have Van Jones and then MSNBC, Al yeah, Sharpton. crazy. Who just has a stroke oh. every time he has to read the teleprompter. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen that montage? Anderson Cooper goes on dinner dates with Obama. Yeah, he does. Well, and oh, more. up, sure, that gets pretty some. spicy. <laughs> Him and, him and Don Lemon, who is looking increasingly like a dead Johnny Mathis. <laughs> nice makeup job. Yeah. Well, and, and the biggest problem is that they claim to be unbiased. They right. claim that they are the only source for unbiased news. Yeah. Well, and, and, and not just CNN, the media, but I don't know if you ever watched our, our video where, where mm -hmm. Nakajay went undercover at Antifa, Utah. Where... I missed that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's probably good. Probably a good thing. Uh, it wasn't necessarily even our most entertaining piece, but the reason it got so many plays was because they actually handed Nakia Jared a knife. They handed him a knife or a shiv. They hand you a knife, knife or a shiv? Knife, both. Both. Oh, it's I got the same thing, right? A knife <laughs> That's right. and ice pick. I forgot. They gave you a knife and an ice pick. <laughs> yep. And then they said, we have sawed off shotguns in our, in our truck. Yeah. And we're talking about how they were going to lure the Donald Trump spores out there. Yeah. AKs. The girl had a stun gun. And here's the thing. What's crazy about that isn't just that that happened, but we had this footage, right? Them openly handing a knife and an ice pick. And we, we had media, not a single local or national media outlet covered it or wanted the footage. We he said, look, 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 here's the footage. Here they are handing him a knife right now, talking about yeah. stabbing Ben Shapiro attendees. The only people who wanted it were the feds who escorted you into their truck to offload the footage. <laughs> Eventually, ABC, after it become a huge story from our video, they, they little, little blurb in there, little night lines right. about Ben Shapiro. And, little blurb. Yeah. And a little, uh, was a little blurb, they said, but it didn't lead to anything. The person in the video who was handing you the shiv, I believe. Yeah. arrested. She was arrested later that night <laughs> for using the same weapons in the video. Yeah. <laughs> and like the video didn't lead to anything. Well, they can't just arrest her right then, but they kept an eye on her. <laughs> and that's what I remember watching. Them. We were all shocked, going like, none yeah. of them have an interest. We're going. It's right here. It's on the laptop. Yeah. We're we're going to give it to. The, do you want it as a story? Yeah. We offered them the exclusive. No interest. Yeah. Um. They wanted to. They wanted. Hopefully, they were looking for Nazis who show up at Ben Shapiro rallies. Apparently. <laughs> it, and, and, and His supporters. You never the know. thing that really gets me is you know listen. I I understand that Trump. He talks out of his rear a lot, but yeah. he's never actively pushed for any legislation or, or any kind of ban to jail CNN journalists, right? right. He, just, he just calls them bad names. Compare that to Obama, who actually used the Espionage Act to prosecute journalists and leakers more than all other presidents combined. It's a completely undeniable fact. It's That's coming incredible. from Variety. 
Hey, you want to call that fake news? Is it fake news now? Is it fake news now? <laughs> or compare Trump's Truth. words to, to Citizens United. Have you heard of Citizens United? People yeah. complain about that a lot. They talk about like super PACs, you know, get money out of politics. Yeah. This isn't a trick question because most people, most people don't know. And that's what yeah. I appreciate about you guys. You know, you're not coming out and it's like, hey, you're black. What's your conservative black talking points? Um, <laughs> um, like you, you bust each other's balls and we can have fun. And you guys happen yeah. to be more right leaning because you're in the military and you're not idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it. Yeah. And I got common sense. Yeah. I don't expect you to do a Facebook rant anytime soon. They're like, Obama? <laughs> it doesn't seem right up your alley. I said I'd pay to see that. Maybe while doing curls. Yeah. Obama. <laughs> Obama. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Obama. <laughs> and when I'm done with you, yeah. I'm this? coming for Michelle. <laughs> Michael. That's it's not Michael. a threat. That's not a threat. It's Michael. <laughs> Is that true? Because I see them videos. I was like, man, this might be true. <laughs> It's just realistic enough. All right? of us have had that conversation. I mean, all this makes sense to shoulders, to fingers, <laughs> the head size. Joan Rivers started all this, right? The fact that she can squat. You can put more three heads on her shoulders, man. Oh, that's what um she can squat more than her husband. Yeah. You see they're both fitness videos. I'm like, did you didn't you guys do like just think that these were gonna be released in tandem? I mean, would you ever let your wife release a video where she's outlifting you by right. 30 pounds? I would. No. I actually missed it. I need to see that. Oh, yeah? Oh, it's terrible. She's just sitting down on a bench with, you know, dumbbells. But they're, I think they're heavier than her husband's. So, um, <laughs> Citizens United. This is something a lot of people talk about. Get money out of politics. And they don't really know what Citizens United is. Lee Dorn, who was on the show this week, did a, yeah. a great video on it. It's basically based on, you know, Hillary Clinton. There was an anti-Hillary Clinton documentary out. And people uh, within the Hillary Clinton campaign, people who had political leverage, wanted to ban this documentary yeah. within 30 days of a 2008 primary. So that's what Citizens United, it was against Citizens United. It was the court case revolving around banning an anti-Hillary documentary close to a primary election. Now, people think it was about the PACs. No, that, that just ended up being one of the ramifications. Yeah. But in the court, if you go and you look at it, uh, the people arguing on the Hillary Clinton side, this is what was so crazy about that. They asked if the author of a book, should he write a message at the end of a book, right? They said, should yeah. he, let's say an author wrote a book, and at the end of the book, he wrote a message about who to not vote for. Should that person be banned? Should that person be prosecuted? And the people on the side of Hillary Clinton, the pro they, they said yes. <laughs> Gosh. They wanted to ban, but they had to say that's, that in court, and that was the moment it changed. That's just basic free speech. If you yeah. go and like, read the transcripts. Come on. So, so it's crazy. The left goes absolutely nuts if President Donald Trump calls out the media for knowingly posting dishonest content. And by the way, Donald Trump does that sometimes, too. Sometimes yes. he knowingly posts dishonest right, content. Right. I'll, be, I'll give him that. But when he calls him out for it, people are outraged. But when Hillary Clinton stands on stage and screams this... I will defend voting rights and make it absolutely a priority to finally, whether it's Oof. through Supreme Court appointments or constitutional amendment, Those to eyes. get rid of <laughs> Citizens United and its pernicious effects on our electoral system. Let's be really clear here. Yeah. Citizens United was about an anti-Hillary Clinton documentary. Yeah. What she's saying right there, she's saying she will actively send you to jail. She wants to pass into law her ability to send you to jail for making a naughty video about her. And she performs that to cheers. <laughs> and it, it's a pretty easy thing for her, for us to make naughty videos about her. She gives yes. you a lot of media. Here, here's the bad. By the way, she actually did send someone to jail for a video. <laughs> and a lot of people to the grave, too. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the real big challenge here is when you start to call Donald Trump the names that they're calling him, that's when I think we've crossed the line. When you start calling him like a Nazi, Nazi or a dictator or somebody like that, you're starting to demonize a person. And it just it just breaks apart to where nobody can trust anybody. And bad things tend to happen yeah. when, when that line is crossed. I, I mean, what's worse, calling him a Nazi, calling him a white supremacist, or him saying, 
you're the enemy. <laughs> well, I, I think they're both. I think they're both to some degree wrong, right? Yeah. He's the, the media is not the enemy. They just do a really, really bad job, and yeah. they're they're spending stuff for their own bias. I get it, right? Yeah. But we, I, I think I really they are the like, enemy of the American public seeking accurate information. Yes, like if you're so seeking the for of, truth, yeah. they are the roadblock. Yeah. <laughs> for you I would to say truth, that. right? And personally, I, I think it's dangerous. Yeah. Personally, I think the media. I think they're making black people racist <laughs> <laughs> to white people. I'm serious. Absolutely, how, right? How, how so? Yeah. How so? I hey, mean, we, Paula, Matt Damon, shut up and listen. The black men are talking. I should have, <laughs> I should yes, have shut up and I should have shut up and learned. Remember when he said that yes, about sir. the woman thing? No, but like, seriously, I'm curious. Why do you like think we that? posted some pro-Trump stuff, right? Yeah. There were some black people saying uh, blacks for Trump, and the comments from black people were horrible. Like, look, they look like slaves. <laughs> And it was like, and people was like, strongest damn slaves I ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watching no. too much Amistad. Yeah, you was person, getting yeah. messages, and yeah. they were like, "Oh my God, he's racist." I'm like, "He's not." Can you give me point out how he's racist? Can Some you proof. tell me? Yeah. Well, what he said about the Mexicans? I said, "What did he say about the Mexicans?" He said, "They're all rapists." I said, "No, you." F- <laughs> Good job. Good catch. <laughs> No, you idiot. He was talking about the illegals that come in and commit crimes. And it's like, yeah, yeah. oh, whatever. You guys are sellouts. You guys are clowns. Yeah. I've been watching you guys for years, and y'all broke my heart. I hope you burn in hell. And actually, man, <laughs> was, it, like, it destroyed when he said burn in hell. girlfriends don't count as generic Instagram yeah, comments. Were you going to say something other Yeah, I mean, we was raised in, like, my mom, she taught me when I was a little kid. She said, you see, that Democrats is for the black folks. <laughs> See them Republicans over there? They racist. <laughs> Did your so mom sound backwards. like she was? But my mom didn't know about, but because she grew up during some tough times, you know, some yeah. pro days. Yeah, yeah. What's so. funny is you do when you do an impression of your mom, you do like a racist black voice. <laughs> I get away with it, man. I'm fifty-two percent right. black, man. <laughs> it's, it's like a black guy doing the racist white guy voice, but you make your mom sound like she's in Roots. About <laughs> Stay for the Democrats. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with all of this. Uh, anyway, you guys, speaking of uncomfortable, exactly. Here by we the go. way, uh, the Hodge twins have offered uh, to actually be sacrificial lambs to get over their fears. They are not big fans of dogs, from what I understand. Nah, uh, dogs some... like to bite me. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you give them reason? I don't trust dogs. No, I remember I just walked in the yard and dog, this big black chow <laughs> came running out. <laughs> I was like, oh! <laughs> Freaking, hey, hey, you remember that time we was, uh, they gave us some chocolate Santa Clauses for um, uh, elementary school to sell? Because the. We was in middle school. We was in middle school, the basketball team didn't have no money, so yeah. there was, you know, they had to um, raise players, money for the uniform. Raise money. Why were you in someone's yard? Yeah, I was about to say. Trying to there? sell them chocolate Santa Clauses. <laughs> This so you went, the, you, went the, you went in their yard? Yeah. 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 Say, hey, hey I'm trying to raise money for my basketball team. Got some chocolate Santa Clauses for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I got bit, I was actually a door-to-door vacuum cleaner salesman. Oh, man. Uh, I used to sell Kirby's door-to-door. <laughs> That's the worst possible thing because yeah. all dogs hate vacuum cleaners. <laughs> That's the one thing. Hopper, even when we brought him in to get bathed, they, they were like, oh, man, we love him. But when we try to dry him, he really hates the blow dryer. I'm like, yeah, he's got a thing about it. It looks like a gun. He doesn't like guns. <laughs> well, we didn't know. We were scared for a second once we shut it off. So, yeah. oh, so now were you in the front yard or backyard? I was in the front yard. It was front yard. Yeah. 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 Sounds like you're retroactively changing the story. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know how many times I've been walking home from the store and I'm just walking down the road and dog just comes out of nowhere and starts chasing me. So, yeah. That child, it was like all black. Black tongue, black gums, (laughs) black fur, black eyes. The only thing white around was right around his eye and it was just them big ass, big fangs he had. (laughs) 
Describing black on black crime at this point. I don't know why you're upset. There's so, a Chicago dog. So the dog comes running out, and then as I'm turning to get away, there's the sign, beware of dog. I'm like, uh, where the hell was that? Yeah, it didn't really help you. Well, you know, we're all about getting past our fears here at Louder with Crowder yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in all capacities. And so actually today, for the first time, you're going to be you're gonna be feeding Hopper, which brings us to our what? next and final segment. Well, feed a dog? What are you talking about? And now the Hodge twins get over their debilitating fear of dogs. All right, so yeah, you're gonna be feeding uh, uh, because when we first you first came here, I didn't realize uh-huh. you didn't you weren't fans of, of Hopper. You saw him and you were like, you gotta lock him out. That dog's a killer. <laughs> Yes, but <laughs> well, okay. you, well, you, you, your exact words. Well, you, you thought he was a very large dog. Yes, yeah, like his neck is like big enough to swallow my arm. <laughs> if he wa- if he were so inclined. Yeah. Okay, but we've talked about this before. Like we said, you don't have to do this, but everyone here knows Hopper pretty pretty yeah. well. And Gerald, you know Hopper. Fantastic dog. Wonderful Fantastic dog. dog. He's only killed three people that we know of. Very <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of them were vacuum salesmen. None of them. So One was a hairdryer salesman, but he had it coming. At he that. did, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, obviously, you don't have to. But on a, we're just going to have you and follow my instructions. Feed him some some cheese because Hopper oh, loves cheese. That's what that is. That's here, what huh? that is. You just give him some cheese. I'll instruct you. And uh, on a scale from one to ten, how how nervous are you? My heart rate is increasing right now. <laughs> it's because you just drank a whole. I can monster. feel some sweat rolling down my back right now. I'm trying to play it cool. It's getting tight. I don't want to look. <laughs> I don't want to look like a little girl on your show. I, right. I, I, and I, I completely appreciate it because if someone said I had to pet a tarantula, I wouldn't do it. Oh, and the difference is, I draw no the line there. segment. No one could promise me the tarantula wouldn't bite me. So I promise you, Hopper's not going to bite you. We'll bring him out. You just feed him the cheese, yeah. follow my instructions, and uh, you'll be good to go. He's gonna, lo- he's gonna love you. Maybe, maybe he'll become yeah. dog people. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, my, my my Canadian producer Johnny Boy, he had no idea this was a cultural thing. Black guys with dogs. Yeah. Well, you see it on TV. White people sicking dogs on black people. So. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, it's yeah, been you, a while. I mean, come you on. Watch you see the civil rights? It's like 50 just years ago. Just canines eating black people? Just a German shepherd and a fire hose outside of a diner. It really is rough. Okay. Really All right. But we're, So just grab the cheese. What I want you to do is just have the cheese right now. Each, have each cheese have a piece ready. of cheese. And uh, when we're going to bring them in, you're just going to say in a high voice, hey, Hopper, come over here. And you're just going give, to give him the cheese. You can either hold it like this or just hold it in your palm and just say, hey, gentle, gentle. And he's going to – Also, don't even, do it like this. You can do it like that with Hopper, like I do. Because if I do it like this, he just bite my whole damn head off. He's, he, he's very well trained. He's very well trained. So yeah. just high voice and, uh, hey, Hopper, go over. And if, if he doesn't come over to you, then we'll just abandon the whole experiment because that means there's something he doesn't like about you. That's All right, uh, Johnny boy, <laughs> let's bring in, bring in the Hopper monster. And uh, let's – there we go. Come on, where is he? Hopper, okay, call him over so he knows to go to you guys. Jeez. That's a pit bull. It's a white knot. It's a dog. Just call her and say, hey, Hopper. Say it. Hey, Hopper. <laughs> hey, Hopper, look, they got cheese. They got Hopper. cheese. Calm. They got cheese over there. Over there. Not me, them. It's not going to come if you don't call. Just keep it really gentle. Ah, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you see the fangs on him? <laughs> Here, give it to him. Here. I ain't giving him shit. Give it to him. You give it to him. Hopper, Hopper. <laughs> Look at the d*** on that dog. <laughs> You're not going to give him the second cheese? Cheese guy. Give it to him. <laughs> I ain't giving him s***. <laughs> oh, that f***ing tickled. <laughs> All right, like, see, it wasn't that bad. Look how wet my head is. <laughs> All right, okay, Hopper, come on, get out of here. All right, this has been uh, the Hodge Twins getting over their fears. <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs>
We'll, we'll be back with Ann McAlitty and Philip McAleer and uh, Nick DiPaolo uh, after this. It wasn't so bad. It, it was terrifying. Cheers. <laughs> 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 I just isn't done that way. Hello, Lala with Crowder viewers. Hopper here. Don't forget that you can listen to the, the podcast on the go on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, in the audio, you can download it and you can listen at your leisure. <laughs> I do want to be like Peter Pan, but that movie was way too much for children. It was. They put the, they put Glenn, it was Glenn Close who was that pirate. That was frightening. I didn't know that until like eight years later. People out there, Aunt send me, send me your tweets at S. Crowder if you remember the Boo Box. We'll talk about it at the end of the show. But mm. that is the kind of thing that if it were an Quentin Tarantino film, you'd be like, oh, that was a little too much. Also Phil Collins. Yeah. Also. All of the, all, all of the above. For some reason it was seen yeah. as, a, as, a, as, a, as a flop. For Spielberg. Oh, hey, this is a classic. Fat Black Kid made Screw that them. film. Screw you know, when them. he rolled himself up into a ball, said bang right. All right, listen. Guys. Our next guests, uh, I'm huge fans of them. When I get voicemails, I hope it's one of two people. Either Austin detectives investigating the uh, the transgender mm-hmm. juice land debacle, who are horribly <laughs> confused, or our next guest, uh, you can follow him on the Twitter at Anne McElhinney and Philim McAleer. But uh, they also have a film I don't want to reveal too much. Let's show a clip of the Gosnell film, for which they are, of course, now notorious, and then we'll get some info on it. What do the feds say? They're saying it's a drug case. It is a drug case. A woman goes into a clinic, gets drugged to death by some untrained teen, and that's just a drug case? That's a lot of assumptions, Woody. We don't know that any of that's true. Karnamaya Monger, okay, 41 years old. Her husband and her and her kid get chased out of Bhutan for some ethnic cleansing bullshit. I don't know what it is. They spend 20 years in a straw hut in a refugee camp in Nepal, only to finally, finally make it to the good old USA. Four months later, she goes in for a procedure with Dr. Oxy. Now she's dead and no one seems to give a damn. That was not Van Jones in that film, for that people who are confused. <laughs> the Hodge twins who are here can confirm it today. Like, oh, what a uh, get. Anne McElhinney and Philip McAleer, how are you both? Thank you for being here. We're great. We're, We're great. great. Thanks very much for having us, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. Well, I'm, I'm so glad to have you. And we've talked about Gosnell on the show before. We've talked about the film before. But as I understand it, you have some very big news regarding the release of it. The floor is yours. Yeah, we're really happy to say that the film is coming out October 12th in theaters, 750 theaters across the country. Um, and, you know, it's been it's been a long time coming to this to this moment. And it hasn't been any part of it hasn't been easy. But we're really, really happy about this. So it is coming to a theater near you. And we need everyone to come on the 12th of October. It is really important that we have a massive crowd that night. 750 um, theaters, that's, that's a big release. And I remember at one point you were going for a release and then hoping maybe for a TV kind of licensing deal. And it went back and forth. So, I mean, this is for an independent film, especially a right-leaning film about an abortion doctor. That's as good as it's ever been. You guys have to be really taking a victory lap. Yeah, we're feeling very, no, we're feeling good about we're, it. We're feeling good, and you know, we, the timing couldn't be better yeah. as well. You know, with what's happening at the Supreme Court, this is an incredible moment for people to start to really focus on what is at stake here and what, in fact, is going on in America. Exactly, you know, what the laws are, which most people don't seem to know that you can have an abortion in America up to nine months. Right. You know, people need to know that, and people need to know how they do abortions. You know, they need to know the, know the details. Now, the film is not graphic, however. Yeah. Um, it's that was very... one thing. Yeah, we, we were very careful not to make the film graphic or gory. Right. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a courtroom drama. It's about the trial of, Car- of 
of Kermit Gosnell. And we got but, a PG-13 rating. Well, it's, it's almost like the, the, the abortion version of The Exorcism of Emily Rose. A lot of people thought that was going to be a scary, horror, gory, gory but it was really a, a courtroom drama and fantastically done, by the way, if people have not seen Exorcism. The only way I will say in which it's graphic is uh, sexily because Dean Cain is in it. And every time I see him, I just get very comfortable with myself. But one thing I do want to touch on, you just mentioned this, we've talked about it in the show, you talked about the Supreme Court and how most people don't understand the laws in this country, particularly Roe v. Wade, because right now they're saying, oh my gosh, they're going to outlaw all abortion and they're going to put their hands on our uteri, I think is the plural. You know this as well as anybody. Explain probably the most common misconceived notions people have about abortion laws in the United States today. Um, oh, well, I mean, they know nothing about abortion, actually. In my experience, people know nothing about abortion law. Even the prosecutors who prosecuted Colonel Gosnell didn't know the abortion law in their own state until they had to look it up. And they were shocked, two women, they were shocked that it was six months in Pennsylvania. People don't know that in about seven other states, it's nine months. You can have an abortion. If you can get a doctor to agree to it, have an abortion up to nine months. People don't know the mechanics of it. Um, now, you know, they will learn a lot in this film, now, but they'll also learn a lot about a courtroom drama. They'll learn a lot about a serial killer. They're, they're going to learn a lot about the media who didn't cover the trial gonna, in the first place. They're going to learn a lot about it. Yeah, they're going to learn a lot about Dean Cain with his shirt off. You know. Um, there you go. Well, there you go. There's the silver lining. It, it's a, it sounds like a rough ride, except you mention, you slide Dean Cain in there. Then, you know, everyone's all, all ears and ready to go see it. So 750 theaters. You know, we've talked about this. I think Colorado, if I'm not mistaken, I, I always it's either 24 weeks or 26 weeks, the abortions in Colorado. No, Colorado, Colorado is actually one of the states where you can have a late-term abortion. Um, there is there's a clinic in Boulder, Colorado, quite a famous clinic where, where you can have an abortion right up into the third trimester. Um, and and there's, it's Colorado, Kansas, California, Oregon. Arizona. I mean, it's very, very shocking, actually, the number of places. I think Maine as well. And yeah. people don't know that. I mean, one of the interesting things about this uh, case, this Gosnell case, is that the jury in the Gosnell trial you know, got an amazing education. They were chosen, specifically chosen, so that they were not pro-life. And so they got this education of what abortion really was, because they had to distinguish between what was a legal abortion and what was murder. Right. And I can tell you, when they heard this description of legal abortion, they were profoundly shocked. And all of them thought that the laws should have been changed. Yeah, that is what, well, when we did the change my mind on pro-life, the one thing uh, that seemed to be kind of a trump card and it wasn't, was when we brought out the fetal chart. And we didn't bring out pictures of abortions. It was nothing graphic. It was just, this is the development of a baby each week. Now, where would it be okay? And we've had some people who just, who thought they were okay with abortions, you know, up until 15 weeks or up until they said, oh, I don't about maybe week three. And then we've had some people who responded with, I think it's okay the whole way up. I said, okay, up until nine months. And you do realize there are some hearts that are so hardened and I hate to say it, but evil. When you look at a when you look at a nine month old baby that just happens to be inside the womb, and you say, "I'm fine with it," you're not trying to convince them. You're trying to convince the other people who are watching you discuss. W w tell me about that. You've done some pre screenings uh, around the country. What have those been like? What What's the reception been like with the audience? Because I'd imagine you know you have a mixed audience as far as pro life and, and, and pro abortion. Yeah, I mean they've been amazing. I mean we've done focus groups and they've been like it's been like Saddam Hussein's elections you know 98% uh, love it you know uh, it, it, the results are almost embarrassing everyone is so positive towards it and even as you say pro-abortion people you know we had one friend a complete liberal had to leave after the, the film went out onto the terrace started chain smoking and said I'll have to rethink everything yeah, we've and, had people but, the, but the film is not preachy. We didn't set it out to be preachy. We set out to tell the story of how this guy was brought down. 
and what people learned on the process and how how dramatic it was. And, and you know, it is a movie, it is a drama, uh, but you get you get to see things that are true. Uh, it's very much based on a true story. And one of the things that we're doing right now, Stephen, that your audience could help us with is one of the things between now and the 12th of October, we're traveling around the country doing these pre-screenings, yeah. sort of sneak screenings so that people, so that we kind of fire up people, we get champions for the film. Sure. So if anyone's out there listening, you know, in, particularly in places like Orlando, I'm just going to quickly, yeah, look go at ahead. my list here. Orlando, Dutton, Honolulu, Indianapolis, Detroit, St. Louis. I just want to say that Honolulu, I will go myself. Yeah, but by uh, the way, St. Louis, Louis to the Americans here is St. Louis, but yes, continue. Okay, St. Louis. Okay, Kansas City, <laughs> Columbus, Tupelo, Cleveland, Akron, uh, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Portland, Vancouver, Greenville, Spartanburg, Nashville, Knoxville, San Antonio, Lubbock, and Abilene. They're just a few of the places that we really need to go to. And what we'll do is we'll have a pre-screening. We want to work with groups, though. We don't want to work with individuals. So any organization out there who hears this or anyone who listens and knows an organization in, in any of those areas, please get in touch with us. And what's, we the best, want to have... what's the best way to get in touch uh, with you, Anne? And Phil. You know, the easiest way to get in touch is go on the Facebook, the Gosnell Movie Facebook page, and write to us. You can write to us through the Gosnell Movie Facebook page um, and let us know okay. if you want us to come to your area and have a pre-screening. And Dean is going or, around the country showing the film as or, well. Or go to the Gosnell Movie website, gosnellmovie.com, and there's, you a can contact, sign up there. there's a contact page there. Yeah. So. Just be careful in Abilene. It's the worst place I've ever been in my life. And I say this <laughs> as someone from Detroit. My jiu-jitsu coach almost got shot in Abilene, and then I did the worst stand-up gig in my life at a Saturn deal dealership back then when I was picked from MySpace. It was $500 and I had to read off the raffle tickets and an angry drunken lady uh, told me that I wasn't funny and she was going to hit me. And the other one was, this is a true story in Abilene, jiu-jitsu coach gets cut off, road rage, a guy comes out, threatens to beat him up, and his friend says, he's Brazilian, he says, hey, no, you don't want to, he's world, he's world champion jiu-jitsu, don't. So the guy goes, what? he runs out, grabs his gun, and starts shooting it, actually, in the air, in the ground. We get a call, the guy, he shoot, he shoot at him, and he, I don't want to say the name, we're like, he shot him? No, he shoot not at him, but he's gun. We're like, well, you have to let us know the truth now, what's happening? My jiu-jitsu coach jumped in the bushes. So that happened in Abilene. Final question before I go, uh, because I do love your style of filmmaking. One of my favorites, of course, is, is Not Evil, Just Wrong, for people who don't know about global warming, and, and it talks a lot about Al Gore and the lies there, and it's done really well, as a, it, it's a good film. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to remember the Gasland one. What was Frack Nation? Frack Nation. Frack okay, sorry. I always because not evil, just wrong. Frack, sorry, Frack Nation was probably my favorite one because I love the tit for tat with Gasland since it's a film to Frack Nation. Yeah, Josh Fox, who for some reason was still able to make a Gasland too. Have you been following at all in Lake Michigan? I was just in Lake Michigan uh, recently, and uh, some of the Great Lakes have record highs, and some of the Great Lakes only have 17 to 25 year highs. But some of the best growing seasons ever. Ever. I don't know if you've been following this at all in the Midwest, but um, do you take that one as a victory lap? Because I'm going, hey, c c can you give us this one? I spoke with one person out there, a neighbor who's a liberal. He's like, well, it's not record high. It's 25-year high. And I said, but you said it was going to be gone by now. There would be no Great Lake. It's a constantly yeah, yeah. moving target. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a bit early for a victory lap. I mean, being an environmentalist means never having to say you're sorry. They'll just move on to the next scare. They'll change it from global cooling to global warming to climate change to climate chaos. So 
They yeah. keep moving the goalposts. You know? Yeah. So yeah. well, yeah. all right. We do have to get going. Uh, so that is Anne McElhinney, Philim McElhinney. The film, of course, is the Gosnell movie. They can go to the Gosnell movie Facebook page. Um, and listen, by the way, people out there, you really can make a difference. We just talked about this. You know, Tommy Robinson was was freed. He went home. He won on appeal. A big there is the legal battle that occurs, and there's also the battle of public opinion. And I hate for people to be tried uh, by a public jury, but I do like to see people supported. This isn't a boycott. This isn't a hanging by public execution this is yeah. go and support the people yeah. who are doing the work yeah. people need to come out people need to come out on the 12th of october they need to fill the theaters people who can't get to a theater where the movie is on buy a ticket anyway yeah. i know a woman a very good supporter of ours she buys tickets for every conservative film that comes out she buys like five six tickets anyway and you can do that online and we're asking people to do that okay you know i'll tell you this i can't do it i may not be able to do it for the pre-screening but uh we'll work it out i will personally buy 40 tickets for october 12th for a theater once it happens or maybe we can do some kind of a viewing party but we'll do that as a giveaway send in if you want to go at s crowder uh we'll we'll name the city and uh hopefully we'll meet up with you and we'll do it. i'll buy 40 tickets and i want people to get out. thank you so much you guys god bless we'll be back after this oh we're gonna be back It's time for the one live read of the week. Don't worry, we're not going to be selling you like boxes filled with wasabi almonds or something or things that you don't need, but you feel like you have to buy to support the show. You don't have to buy anything. You can just watch the clips and the live stream every 8 p.m. Uh, on Thursday. Uh, if you need to buy a firearm, Walther has the balls to sponsor the show, and I will personally vouch for them being the best semi-automatics in the market. It's an opinion, but I really do stand by it. And Mug Club, ladderwithclutter.com slash Mug Club. That's where you get to watch the whole one-hour show. You see this on Thursday, but it's every day for Mug Club members. Uh, 99 a year, 69 for students veterans or active military. Like I said, there's 15 people employed by this company, um, a lot of whom you don't see behind the scenes. And uh, YouTube doesn't, YouTube's not cutting the mustard. So the only way that we continue to do this free content and surpass the Young Turks as we are, which feels kind of nice, is uh, if you join up at Mug Club. Also, uh, that's a good point that we should mention to you. We are growing the team. We've done this before. Golden ticket hires. You can go to lotterwithcredit.com slash join. If you are experienced, we need some uh, more editors, uh, specifically editors and people who are really talented in the uh, the videography space. So don't, don't apply if you, you don't have experience there. But if you do, um, there are a couple positions open now and then certainly before Christmas has we, we grow. We've been growing because of Mug Club, and uh, we're never going to stop the free content. We're just going to use the Mug Club to grow the non-Mug Club because we're just we're just a, we're just a stick in their craw, and we love it. Lotterwithcredit.com/slash/mugclub. That's called the I wasn't dancing. You just sit there and you pose like you weren't dancing. People go, was he dancing? And you're like, no. It's, 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 so. it's a new dance. It's called the not dancing. It's like a mirage of it's dancing. It's Gatsby of dancing. Speaking of which, it's almost like it was a mirage. The last time our next guest was on the show, he had a shiner. He had a black eye because it, he was punched by an angry hippie in Birkenstocks mm -hmm. at a comedy club, well which done. everyone told me, swore up and down, would never happen when I said they were coming for the comedy clubs. They thought, no, it's going to stay in colleges. Well, uh, there you go. So uh, I don't think we can get too many updates because, you know, listen, it's, there's legal issues there. But uh, Nick DiPaolo, at Nick DiPaolo is his Twitter, and his new podcast is up and running. You can go to nickdip.com. Calm. Nick DePaulo, how are you, sir? Davey boy, what's happening? You look good. You look young. You look healthy. You make me sick. Well, thank you very much. That's all. That's all I've ever wanted. But it looks like you <laughs> looks like you have a nice set there. What is that? What is that? You kind of have a Doctor Who meets uh, Tim Burton <laughs> vibe. <laughs> 
I found this old photo online of uh, the Union Oyster House, like the oldest restaurant in the country in Boston. I used to get, you know, 22 beers of me and then order 40 oysters. Yeah. And, uh, and go home and play with myself. But sounds, uh, <laughs> It actually doesn't sound half bad. It sounds like you I, get violently ill, but it doesn't sound like a bad time. <laughs> that was a great. Those are happy days. And I found that. I found the photo online. I, I found the guy who took the photo. We got in touch with him, happened to be a fan of mine in Michigan, by the way. Really? Wow. Yes. Uh, boy. Where I, in Michigan? Like, uh, I want, I don't, I want to say Lansing, but I'm okay. not sure. Well, and I know. can't remember his damn name or I'd give him a plug, but. Uh, can't win them all. <laughs> so he, he told me to file for a couple hundred bucks and we we, we produced a rap. And... Well, a couple hundred bucks, that goes really far in Lansing. It might get you some tap water that's not contaminated. Um, that's, like three, that's like three hookers in Lansing. Yeah, exactly. No, it's like 19 hookers in Lansing. They're not necessarily fetching the most pretty price. I, I, I mean, Detroit is the worst city in the country, but w when I have to visit Lansing, I, 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 you really are sent to Lansing. It's terrible. Um, so there is no news in the lady in Birkenstocks who hit you in the face. Uh, I'm guessing. I don't want to put you on the hot spot. But let me ask you this. While we're talking about ladies in Birkenstocks, we just had Mike Ward on the show this week who, you know, is put before a human rights tribunal in Canada for a joke. This actually happens in Canada. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about the Hannah Gatsby special on, on Netflix. Did you have you seen this? I haven't. I, 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 I don't watch Netflix uh, since they're not interested in me. Uh, I watch Leave it to Beaver reruns. And the monsters <laughs> as, a, as protest to these. F you can't. I couldn't get on Netflix. Like you have to be an LGBT uh, one armed midget uh, Cuban to get a special. Yeah. They literally handed out 30 specials. And I think there was one straight white guy. Yeah, it was Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. And there was, a, there was a prerequisite that you have to talk about pot for at least 30 percent of the special to be able yes. to do it as a straight white. Which, exactly. So I, I you know, I, I have no interest. Which is odd to me. Here's the one thing I will say. Uh, I, now, I have seen one of your specials on Netflix, or am I mistaken? Did they license an older one maybe at some point? Uh, yeah, that was quite a while ago. I think I, I think it did make it to Netflix a long, long time ago. Okay, yeah. And then it said, you're watching this. Do you want to watch Hannah Gatsby? And I said, no, no. And I said, I think you want to watch Hannah Gatsby. And then it rated it up for me. And my special is filled with Amy Schumer and Sarah Silverman now. And I have no idea why I can't get beyond it. So I have to cancel Netflix. But it's a good point that you make. Uh, Netflix isn't very interested in you. We talked about that yesterday and actually the ties to actual people from the Obama administration who work at Netflix. Here's the thing. A lot of people can say, ah, Crowder sucks. Fine. A lot of people can say, ah, not gay Jared sucks. Fine. You want to say, oh, the Hodge twins suck. Yeah, fine. But you can't say Nick DiPaolo sucks. You can't say Norm MacDonald sucks. You can't say that some of the best, most prolific stand-up comedians, certainly of our time, and I put you in that category, Thank it you. amazes me. It's undeniable. It just goes, when the left says, no one on the right is funny, uh, yours is the first name that I bring up. Yours, Norm, uh, and there are a couple other people who aren't really out of the closet. No calls from Netflix, Nick? None? No. We, I mean, we actually... Well, here's a little inside scoop. You know, Robbie Pra sounds like a queer. <laughs> he was. Well, I think he's Canadian, actually. Well, it's one of the um, same. He was. He was moving up through the Montreal Comedy Festival. You know, part of management there. Yeah. And I, of course, I used to get him a headlock because he's a small, little, insecure guy, <laughs> and bully him and noogie him in the green room and throw ham at him. And of course, now he is the guy who calls wait, the wait, shots. Wait, 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 wait. You threw ham at him? 
Yeah, maybe a slice or two. That might have been somebody else. <laughs> okay, all right. But, but I, you know, I he was. I get uncomfortable around people who get uncomfortable around me. Yeah, and he was one of those. He was one of those guys that made me uncomfortable because he was uncomfortable around me. But I, you know, we used to joke around, and I, I, you know, fake wrestle him and stuff. He's a little guy, and and of course, anybody I have ever picked on, even in fun. Climbs up that ladder. Now he's the guy at Netflix as far as comedy specials go. Yeah. You know what else I noticed? Actually, there was a lady I remember. Um, gosh. Well, since we're inside baseball, who cares? She's not going to hire me. Her name was uh, Allison Cohn. And I did some shows with MTV. Shot some, you know, those crappy pilots with MTV game shows where they pay you like yeah. barely more than scale. And at the time, yeah. I was young. I was a comedian. And I would say I wasn't the greatest comedian, but I was young. And in the realm of stand-ups, they thought I oh. was hip enough to host a show. And I ended up losing one of them to a guy named Ryan Stout. Um, who then wanted to blow his brain on, brains out because he had to host shows at MTV. And she would work there, and she really liked that I was young, and she liked that I was, uh, you know, kind of edgy. And I remember having a conversation when she found out that I was more right-leaning. She couldn't believe it. She was horrified. And I just saw her name in the Michelle, uh, the Michelle Wolf show. She was in okay. charge of, the, of casting the Michelle Wolf show. And I'm going, yeah. well, yeah, that makes sense. All the people I know who I said when I was coming up going, oof, I hope they don't become the gatekeepers one day. <laughs> work, work for the melting candle. We just placed the wrong bets, you and I, Nick. No, well, yeah, they're they're the antithesis of us. Look, we're straight, white, heterosexual, alpha males. I mean, they're the last, we are the last people they want to let get our message out or our comedy or anything else. Yeah. So, you know, um, uh, I don't even try anymore. I I just, uh, I'm going to, you know, continue uh, to put stuff up. Uh, um, you know, right now it's more of a focus is on my podcast than, than, than standup. I don't do very much standup lately, you know? Well, it gets, it's hard. It's hard. Hey, you, you get on, I, I, have talked about this and I don't know if you felt this, but I remember at this point you, you hadn't really uh, run into it as much. You hadn't been punched by, you know, the angry right. patchou- <laughs> patchouli wearing lady who we, whose name we can't mention. Um, I remember we talked about, you're like, oh, I don't think it's going to come to clubs. And I remember Jim Norton said the same thing. And I said, I, I think, I think you're wrong because I was from Montreal where I had seen it. Rogan, kind of. Rogan said the same thing. Yeah, Rogan said the same thing, and I, I was from Montreal where I'd kind of seen it already. It was sort of pervasive, and, and it happened in the clubs. And I would get really bad anxiety before going on stage because, of you know, these comedy clubs don't have the best security. And I was, get, I was at that point where I was already getting threats, and, of course, you're very vulnerable. Did you start to feel that way after that attack or even before it when you came out of the closet politically? It added a new layer of anxiety for me for actual safety of myself in the crowd. Not my whole... Yeah, well, I, you know, people, clubs now make you, I don't know why this is in our job description. Almost every club insists that you kind of do the meet and greet thing after. Yeah. And I always said no, and they would say why. And I would say, well, you know, the third of the audience wants to murder me. And I was joking back then. <laughs> I, I'd be joking, you know. Yeah. But now, today, I, why uh, Rogan and all those other guys would think it wouldn't spread to clubs. First of all, this is a nerd business. You know, yeah. this is the world's being run by nerds who hate guys like you and I. And that's they, they're attracted to liberal arts and stand up and, and, and whatever. Yeah. You know, so uh, that, that's number one. But number two, it's now you get kids who grew up with this PC shoved down their throat. Yeah. They're running the clubs now. Yeah. So. Uh, they they actually believe in some of this stuff. Right. And I know, like, you know, Metzger gets skewered. And, and I, I heard about comics getting sent home for doing a rape joke. And, and then I get these people going, why don't you play Oregon? What are you, 
fucking kidding me? Can I play Oregon? <laughs> what did you, taking your life in your hands if you go and play Oregon. But you did well, say, so, so the podcast now is up and running, and you're focusing yeah. on that more because it's harder for people to kill you. It's not impossible. Uh, <laughs> don't do it from your bathtub, um, especially not after 25 oysters and a few beers. That it could end badly. Yeah. Um, so wh where's about nickdip.com, and when does it air? And was was the attack a big was it kind of a turning moment where you said okay this is going to be my primary focus now no that i was going to do this anyways after getting fired for a tweet at sirius right well let's not forget about that I um <laughs> no so i was going to do this anyways but but um you and anthony kumia it seems like there's a trend remember when everyone said like oh the last bastion of free speech is going to be satellite radio you're free there there's no fcc and yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there, there is no, there is no free for guys like you and me. And Twitter's f***ing with me again. Every day I wake up, I'm losing 10, 15 followers for no reason. Yeah. It's stuck with the same number. And uh, it, it really is. So this, you know, this is a platform, hopefully, but I'm on Patreon, yeah. which is run by very liberal people. Yes. But I'm, I'm making money right off the bat. We had a great, you know, the, the response has been great. The problem with... Like I told you, I don't do much stand-up. When, when I do this focus on the podcast and topical news, you know as a stand-up, you, you can only put so much of that in your act, and then it's old yeah. in a week, and you get a giant hole in your act. Right. I can't seem to – they're two different muscles for me, stand-up and, and whatever. But yeah. I was never intimidated, even now. Uh, look, I play at the Comedy Cellar. It's on the campus of NYU. But right. I'm a little – yeah, I'm a little paranoid now when people come up to shake my hand. Yeah, I, I do it. I'm like this. Yeah. I can imagine. Nice to meet you, because that's how I got it. They, you know, I was shaking a guy's hand when his daughter popped me in the face. So now, yeah, I, I, for the first time, I sense a little of that. But when I do my podcast, I have my wife sitting on the front steps with my uh, my shotgun. So I can, I can well, yeah, just uh, as Joe Biden said, just one double barreled shotgun, fire it off into the air. That'll take care of all your problems. He's from but Tennessee, I, he likes that. Shit. I do <laughs> think though it's interesting that you 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 said this. Because we're talking about Sirius Satellite, and I think what's important is people need to understand there's censorship as it's defined, government censorship. Yeah. And then there is through bullying. And I know you just mentioned, you know, okay, straight, white, alpha male, but the truth is you're not the bully, certainly not in this industry. You're actually in a minority in this industry with your points of view as a conservative. Um, there's censorship as we know it, and then there is a culture of self-censorship due to fear. So a good example is satellite radio. When it started, it didn't have the same kind of FCC rules. You could say what you wanted, but the right. culture of self-censorship is what got Anthony Cumia and Ewan in trouble. And they're trying to invade the clubs and even the podcast realm with the culture of fear so that people self-censor. That's what worries me. That's that's exactly right. And 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 the person that fired me, he's the higher up at, you know, I got his name at um, Sirius. You know, I did a little Google and stuff. And, you know, there's pictures like on his Facebook page of his wife at a, a, a gun control rally. And mm. don't tell me that some, one of my fans said it best uh, on Twitter or something. He did an imitation of the meeting that got me fired with like series. He, he said, uh, is, is the product good? Yes. Do the people like it? Absolutely. Does it uh, does it match my politics and my friend's politics? No. OK, it's got to go. Yeah. 
So I thought I thought that was fun, you know, dead on. And I'm not holding a grudge against them because I they still play my stuff uh, and I get royalties coming. So well, and there are a lot I, of conversations know. that you don't know about, like the you know the Hodge twins were here and they started out doing fitness channel stuff and they just happen to be funny and they're more right leaning. And you know what I love about we were just saying this with the Hodge twins. What I love is they're 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 black guys and they tend to be conservative, but we don't have to be like, what are your black conservative talking points? We can just break each other's balls and they happen to be right. black. Um, That's true. But their agent called them and they've been selling out big rooms and their agent was like, yeah, we understand that you're friends with uh, Stephen Crowder. And they said, yeah. And he said, we do not agree with his politics. So make, make a so note what? of it. So exactly. So it's like if they're selling out so, the room, but that's the point. It's not even just about, it's not even just monetary. It is ideological. And sometimes they let it supersede the monetary influence, which is what scares me so much. All right, listen, before you go, um, I did yeah. hear uh, that you have some thoughts on, on smoking and vape people and the like. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I'm just trying to lay you up here. I didn't know how to segue, but I just started smoking because a lot of stress in my life. I'm not going to go into it. So I started, I was, you know, back in the day, I'd have one or two, maybe if I was drunk or whatever. And then I just started, I just a bunch of oysters. You'd smoke with a bunch of oysters. No wonder why nobody wanted to, you know, me sitting there with oysters by myself, smoking Marlboro's. But, uh, that's real attractive. But yeah, no, I just started smoking. I had a lot of stress and and, and I, I love it. I'm up to about a pack a day and people go, why would you do it at this stage of your life? And I go, well, why would you do it in your 20s so you can have ass cancer in your 40s? I'm timing it out right. If a doctor tells me I have cancer in 20 years, I'm going to kiss him on the forehead. Okay. <laughs> you see many happy 75-year-old people? They got that look on their face like, what? I wish I had cancer at this point. <laughs> and by the way, sitting, Stephen, you're smoking right now because sitting is the new smoking, you know? Yes. And, and, and if that's true, wouldn't have uh, Stephen Hawking been dead 38 years ago? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, and I also didn't see the movie, so I don't know his current condition. I love the smoke, and I suggest all the kids at least try it no, once. No, please don't. But I will say, uh, don't. But you know what? I had Dennis Prager on, and we do enjoy, you know, enjoy a pipe or a cigar. Which, if you're not inhaling, the mortality risks are significantly lower. So try, try just having a cigar. I mean, you might find that you enjoy it as much. It's the, it's the combustion in your lungs that really will kill you. But if you're looking to get cancer, well, then you know, the, be the Marlboro man. Well, somebody said, you know, try the vape cigarette or the e-cigarette. I said, I'd look uh, less manly with a in my mouth. Or more manly. I don't know if I that up. One or the other. Uh, this, whole, this, this whole thing is, it's okay at this point. It doesn't really matter. But it is true. Uh, did you see that one guy? We covered the story. The guy whose vape exploded. It exploded, and he, he right before it exploded, didn't he? He's, he Facebook met Facebook put on his wall just vaping before work and uploaded a picture, and it exploded. It was like it, it was like a water, like a Looney Tunes, like yeah. It took out, out it took out on, half on the his wall. face, and the and, it, and the bathtub could no longer hold water. Like it looked, I'm like, what was this? An acne like firecracker? Face. I have no. <laughs> I, I do remember hearing about that. Now, ISIS took responsibility like two days later. Yes, they did. They said until they realized it was self-inflicted and he didn't hurt anybody else. And then they realized he was vaping. They didn't want to associate with it. Okay. Where do you find videos like that? I don't know where we find videos like that, but it means that I live a horrible, very fruitless, meaningless life. It is Nick Dip. Dot com where people can go and uh, subscribe to your podcast and support you. And, of course, if you do uh, stand updates, that's where you guys would find it out there. Hey, Nick, I really appreciate it. I'm glad to see you're up and running with the podcast. And, and come back more frequently. I love you. I, I will, Stephen. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Be well. Avoid the Birkenstocks.
Some people have a deep abiding respect for the constitutional law that created this country. And some people don't. Thaggis started liberalism. Mugcluck can stop it. Join Mugcluck for exclusive content, shows, and to help put a stop to homosexual liberalism. called the priorities Ooh. mug club plug even in a riptide Ooh. even in a riptide girthy i was just watching an episode of river monsters do you ever watch that show i you know i've yet to watch it but you i keep meaning to but by the way th- thank we thank you to ann uh McElhenney and philip mcclear mm-hmm. married two different names it's a european thing the hodge twins yeah. and nick DePaulo. for a long ass lower third it does make for a long ass lower <laughs> third and difficult to spell it is. But we do all caps because of the font, so I think we're mostly fine with yep. that. Uh, and McGinnis is a hard one. Now, River Monsters, there was some story about a riptide thing. But by the time it gets to the last season, mm-hmm. he's just out in the open ocean fishing for sharks. You know, the thing which is defeats with, the purpose of River Monsters. With Netflix, I just need to like, make a list because every time I get to Netflix, I'm like, you know what? There was something I meant to watch. And then I sit there, I'm like, I don't, I don't freaking Seinfeld it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it ends up. Yeah, for me, it's like it ends up being Larry Sanders, Seinfeld. I've been watching River Monsters, and at the, he's, just, he, he's just, he's like, oh, I'm in the water. Fishing for a great white shark. It's like, who cares? We know there are sharks in the ocean. The whole point was when you started, there was this crazy catfish with teeth, you know, in Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was compelling. Now you're just you talk about running about out of ideas. <laughs> it's like the ocean has things that bite. We know that. <laughs> I was interested because I assumed the river was safe, and then you shattered my preconceived notions, and now you're just hunting sharks. Maybe you get Bill Nye in there teaching us about the uh, the yeah. the gender gap. Mm. He's actually a really good host, though, Jeremy Wade. I wouldn't mind having him on the show. He's actually a really good good host of the show, except he always states the obvious. He'll be like, I'm walking through the water. If there's a fish out here who could bite me, it would be very pleasant. <laughs> it's actually hard to come by, a good host, because you watch a lot of shows, you're like, you just have a radio voice, but you suck at everything. Like, have you ever yeah. watched Carson Daly do anything talented? No, it's I never can't. happened. No, well, the key word is talented. <laughs> His uh, mom worked at MTV. I oh, think. there you go. There's his in. Now, that, that being said, you know what? I, I, I don't want to be too hard on these people. We're more so bothered with networks that just shuffle in their, their brothers or people with the right point of view. But Jeremy Wade actually is a, mm. a good host. He looks like a catfish a little bit. So he didn't get by on his looks. And he, <laughs> he, he comes, comes he, he comes by the river monster thing, honestly. He comes by the river monster <laughs> thing, honestly. But, uh, you know, a lot of people going out, and, and, and I know the Hodge twins have done some acting. You know, we've talked about this, too, in pitch meetings when we write jokes. And I want to get to an email that was sent to me in a second. I'm, I'm trying to be really careful to not reveal any identity. But you know this. When it comes to jokes and sending with the show, I've, I've never been upset with anyone uh, or even myself for strikeouts. I admire it. It's always when people don't take a swing. 
Mm-hmm. And you feel that way too with a lot of things. When people I, don't even yeah. take us, that's what that's what's really. I've bothering. had plenty of strikeouts with jokes. Yeah. Well, so do I. Not nearly as many as I have. Yeah, you're taking more swings, but yeah. Yeah, that's the point. Yep. That's the only re- the only reason is your batting average goes up by 0. 0.1 percent eventually. Nick DiPaolo, mm-hmm. he's just bombed more than all of us for a certain period of time and got good at it. That's a baseball thing too. I always thought it was funny. Like uh, five, batting 500, that's really good. That mean, but then it means it's you're missing really, half. Yeah. It means you're missing half. Exactly. That's not very. That's like that's the only thing I like about like, baseball. Oh. That's yeah. the only thing I like of it. It's, it's, very encouraging. it's very it's very allegorical because I know my biggest regrets in life come from when I didn't swing the bat. And in your life, you, you know, there are other people, by the way, who are counting on you to swing. So if you like baseball, like you said, I think the average is like a point two five five. Yeah. Something like that. So you're going to miss most of them. But think about this. If you're in a team, right, like in real life where people depend on you and you have a point two five, you miss it. But then the next guy has a point two five and the next guy has a point two six five. You just all make sure to swing when you're at the plate. That makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And you just at some point, too, swinging the bat not only means in yourself, but trusting in people. And I've, I've, I've uh, gotten this sometimes from my wife and, and been told that sometimes I, I invest too much and get too personal, get too close too quickly with people. And it's probably true. Sometimes I haven't set boundaries as well as I, I need to. And it'd be obviously easier just to become a cold cynic. But that, that's just, I've decided that's not who I am. I can't do it. I'll always be someone who has had really, really good close friends and personally invest in people. People as friends, people who, who, who work in the company, and we've had some, some uh, pretty much actually we're friends with most people who've ended up leaving the company. Like, it's just been tough long term. Uh, people who come on the show, like the Hodge twins, I have to invest in them personally because we want to be a good host. So we, we fix them up. We make sure they have a good time. Investing in people personally is taking a swing. Because the truth is, sometimes when you invest of yourself so personally, I, and this happens, you get burned. Think of any rough breakup that you've ever had. You, um, well, I can think of obviously when I was going to say, you, you haven't really had a rough breakup ever. No, I left them. Yeah. Think, okay, so dry. think of any rough breakup you've ever had, or divorce, or friend you've lost over a fight. It's as painful as anything you can imagine. And that's because you took a swing. You invested in someone. You invested in a relationship. An investment, same thing with money, monetarily, that's, that's swinging the bat. You never know. It's never a guaranteed outcome if when you make an investment. Look at your portfolio. Has everything done well? You win some, you lose some. But would you rather never known at all? Than not? And I know this sounds cliche, but would you rather never had that relationship if, if you'd forego the breakup. And by the way, let's assume that you say yes to that question. What about all of the other great relationships you have in your life? At some point, you made an investment, which is to say you took a risk, to say you swung the bat, and it panned out. Every good relationship you have is because of at some point you swung the bat. Every good thing you have in your life, unless it was given to you as a hand-me-down, which is a rare exception. Listen, I'm speaking in generalities here, okay? It comes from swinging the bat from taking a risk. And um, at least you can know going to sleep at night knowing that you tried. And by the way, this is, um, this is what I was trying to relate to. I had an email from someone who works with a, uh, I, let's just say it's, it's a wounded uh, uh, veteran, not veteran, people who come back from war. So not necessarily veterans. Some, some of them are still active in the military. Some of them are wounded soldiers, sailors, um, without naming the program because there are a few of them, reached out to me. I saw them at a 4th of July parade and then sent an email. And I remember the 4th of July parade, some of these really grizzled sort of, I hate to use the word warrior. It's used so often now it's, it's lost a lot of meaning. But, but warriors, people who've, who've gone to the forefront for their, their countries and, and, and We've gotten, even some Canadian, let's say countries, some of them have been Canadian as well. And I know I make fun of Canada a lot, but listen, if you fight for your country, I don't care. I don't care what country it is. As long as it's not a country that's beheading Christians, you fight for that country, we're just going to have to take you out. And I have no respect for you for fighting for those countries. But we're talking about the countries under good guy God at this point, okay? And I get a lot of messages from people in the military. Um, the one guy gave me his Navy Cross, which we actually just, just put in a, in a case that uh, Key Grip Quarter Black Garrett gave to me. Um, and I feel really grateful. 
to, to, to get these emails. And the truth is, if you, if you swing the bat, if you invest and you miss, um, a lot of these wounded warriors, wounded soldiers, wounded veterans who come back, they, 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 they need help. There are programs out there to help them, and we've actively supported some of those programs on this show. But if you swing the bat and you fall flat on your face, not only can you try again, but guess what? You can get help. And this, the reason I bring this up, this email, is because these are some of the toughest people you can possibly imagine. Right? And, and a lot of them feel ashamed to go in to this guy who emailed me uh, asking him, asking his organization for help. It's like prison. Some of these people just have a hard time acclimating to everyday life. Why? Because they swung the bat for their country. They went all, they went all in. They gave everything. And here's the thing. When you give everything that you have, you end up with nothing left. And then their, comp, their, their, their cup is empty. Now their cup's empty. And they kind of just need to refill it with everyday life. And a lot of them don't know how. And it was, there was a very specific story, and I, I don't think there's any way for me to get into it without it, unfortunately, being too personal, that really touched me and brought a tear to my eye of someone who was absolutely, completely opposed to getting help, and, and their story was particularly horrific, and uh, it ended up changing their life. They didn't know how to adapt. Going from 100, think about any time you've worked really late on a pay, or college paper or something like that, right? Picture this. You're studying. You're studying all night. You've got your final. You don't know if you're going to make it. And you're up all night and coffee, you know. A lot of people are using these smart drugs in college. And then all of a sudden, you're done at 4 a.m. Can you go to sleep? There needs to be a come down. Picture that only you're being shot at. Picture that only you're literally in a foxhole and you see your friend's head blown off. Or maybe even someone doesn't die, but you know it's a possibility. And you're making the phone call that never comes, Benghazi, right? That's what happens with a lot of these people. They don't know how to adapt to everyday life. And that's the big difference when people say a lot. I've heard people, liberals, use this argument. What about helping veterans? What about the VA? That's the difference between welfare, a handout, and getting help. The difference is in swinging the bat. The career welfare recipient is exactly that because they opted not to swing the bat. They chose the comfort of the check. The soldier who comes home and needs help needs some assistance because he swung so hard, as hard as he possibly could, that he threw his back out. Now, I'll tell you this. If you've been burned, if you've been hurt, if you've been angry, if you're thinking of shutting yourself off from people, from the world, maybe from your dreams, from your ambitions, don't. If you're ashamed of getting help for whatever reason, don't be as long as you're swinging the bat. Just make sure you're swinging the bat when those balls come down center plate. It sounds like one of those things that we hear a lot of resign. It is absolutely true. And if you swing the bat, you make investments in people and your job and your life, you win some, you lose some. But if you don't swing, you just lose them all. So just keep swinging the bat across the board. It always works. Better than not. See you next week.